so today I thought I would do a versus comparing the La Roche-Posay Cicaplast gel compared to the Cicaplast balm version. Uh, actually, I was so excited to get my hands on the gel version, which I picked up there. Some of these La Roche-Posay products are very hard to get in the U.S., but I got it. Um, so I thought I'd do a versus of them because I thought I would love the gel. And I'll let you know if I did. But anyway, okay. So what they say about the gel, this pro recovery gel soothes, protects and repairs fragilized skin, reduces discomfort and itching as well as epidermal changes like skin irritations and dry patches after dermatological procedures. This product was co-developed with dermatologists and surgeons. It accelerates the repair of the skin barrier and controls collagen production using a powerful formula uh, with 5% B5, also known as panthenol, which is known for its healing and reparative properties. Matacaside strengthens skin and reduces the itching sensation. And copper, zinc, and manganese provide antibacterial benefits. Hyaluronic acid hydrates and plumps. Suitable for children and adults. Okay, then we got the balm. This multi-purpose soothing cream for cracked, chapped, chafed skin and dry skin irritations helps to hydrate and soothe. Non-greasy skin protectant helps to protect and relieve dry, rough skin. Uh, suitable for adults, children, and babies one week and up. Okay, so I'm going to guess a lot of people in the U.S. have probably only tried the balm version. I'm going to guess a lot of people in Europe or other countries have probably only tried the gel version because this seems to be popular in Europe. This one seems to be popular in U.S. and uh, North America. Seems to be, although that might not be totally true. But anyway, that's my guess. Okay, in terms of alcohol, both of these are free from denatured types of alcohol. Fragrance, they're both fragrance-free. They're both manufactured in France. So we got three ties right off the bat. Not surprising because they're two products from the same family. So in terms of the texture of both of these, these are polar opposites in terms of texture and ease of use. And to be honest, the more I tested these and worked on this review, these are really Two products for two different issues, really. That's That was my uh, total takeaway of it, I guess. I kind of ruined it, didn't I? Okay, so here's the gel. It's a gel texture. It's really nice. So I, I, preferred, I tend to prefer gel texture products just because they feel nicer. Uh, I know a lot of people with oilier skin tend to also prefer, prefer gel texture products because uh, they don't end up looking as greasy or things like that. So there's the gel. It applies individually. I really appreciate the texture and love the texture of this one. And once you smooth over skin, it is pretty invisible, although it is shiny. So here's the balm. Thebalm.com. The balm. Okay. The balm version has a totally different texture, obviously. And when you smooth it into skin, it really uh, takes a while to absorb. It's pretty noticeable. So one has a shiny texture that's invisible. The other has kind of a matte texture that is very white so in terms of the texture i personally really prefer the gel texture of the gel version but the balm version feels a bit more hydrating so um for use of both of these i found that the gel version actually works better at the very end of my routine kind of sealing everything in whereas the balm version works better earlier in my routine with other moisturizers uh, on top to help. Um, so I prefer the gel texture. Uh, in terms of beneficial ingredients, these are gonna be pretty darn close, but the ingredient list of the gel is much, much shorter. 
So if you have a lot of ingredient issues, ingredient-specific allergies, things like that, the gel might be the way to go. So in terms of beneficial ingredients of the gel, we've got panthenol, which you mentioned is skin soothing, wound healing, anti-inflammatory, and hydrating. We've got zinc gluconate, which is anti-acne, antibacterial, and also oil regulating. It's also great for uh, stimulating the antioxidant enzyme systems and nice wound healing abilities. Can also be taken orally as a supplement with some research showing that taking a zinc gluconate supplement can help uh, acne-prone skin from the inside out. Then we've got matocaside, which is an antioxidant derived from Centella asiatica. It has anti-aging, wound healing, and anti-inflammatory benefits, even in very small percentages. We've got sodium hyaluronate, which is a humectant. And then finally, we've got copper gluconate, which is a copper salt with some antioxidant benefits, as well as cell regeneration and wound healing properties. So total, we've got five beneficial ingredients in this one. In terms of the balm, we've got shea butter which is an antioxidant with hydrating and soothing benefits. Then we've got the things we just talked about. We've got panthenol, zinc gluconate, matocaside, manganese gluconate, and copper gluconate. So total for the balm, we've got also five antioxidants and beneficial ingredients. However, I had to break a tie and I gave the balm the point because their beneficial ingredients tend to start earlier in the ingredient list. That was the tiebreaker, I guess. But overall, pretty darn close in terms of the good ingredients in here. Um, in terms of acneogenic ingredients, so the gel version only has one, and that is dimethicone. The balm version has hydrogenated polyisobutene and then dimethicone. And shea butter can be an issue for some people, but it's not officially technically an acneogenic ingredient, but for some people, they're very sensitive to it. So in terms of acne-prone skin, I gave the gel the point. So I think right now we are at a... I think the gel is one point up. Yes, the gel is up by one point. Okay, in terms of cruelty-free status, La Roche-Posay is not cruelty-free. It is ridiculous that they're not, but I guess they do a lot of research or whatever. I don't know, but they're not cruelty-free yet. Hopefully sometime that will change. So that is a tie, a negative tie. They should both get a point discounted, but whatever. Okay, in terms of uh, performance, so I found they're very similar name, similar ingredients. Uh, they really have, seem to have different uses and purposes. The gel seems to work better for sealing in other products, using as the last step in your routine, being occlusive, where the balm seems to be a bit more soothing for skin and calming for skin. Uh, the gel kind of feels a little bit less hydrating than the balm does, but... Uh, I'm not exactly certain that either of these work well alone for really irritated, sensitized skin. Both of these seem to work better with other products in the routine. Neither of these are a single-use product treatment that you can get away with using just this thing and be good for most issues. Uh, I think both of these tend to be better as kind of a spot treatment. Uh, and I didn't find either of these to be hydrating enough on their own in my evening routine. So both of these end up having to be used with other products. The balm, while it feels hydrating, it just isn't hydrating enough on its own. And the gel, if you just use this, uh, it's not hydrating enough on its own either. Uh, in terms of performance, I gave the balm a little bit of an advantage just because it seems to be a bit more uh, useful for really dry spot patches. Well, the gel seems to seal everything in and help everything else you play underneath it work better, but on its own, it isn't strong enough um, 
to do it all in terms of price. So both these are 40 milliliters, which they look, the gel version looks so much larger, but they're both the same size, 40 milliliters. Um, and the gel retails for about $20. The balm retails for about $15. Uh, in terms of the it factor, this line must've been very successful for them because now they've got, they've got a sunscreen, the Cicaplast sunscreen, which has a SPF 50 in it. It does have a white cast. They've got a lip balm, a Cicaplast lip balm. They've got a Cicaplast hand cream. It's probably been a very successful line for them. Uh, the gel version, interestingly enough, for people that are fungal acne prone or experiencing fungal acne, uh, this is fungal acne safe. So that is very noteworthy because some people uh, won't be able to use the balm because it is uh, some fungal acne feeding ingredients. The gel version will be nice for them. Um, I really like using the gel as a last step in my routine to seal everything in. Um, especially like on nights I use my laser. It also works well around my mouth and eyes to kind of uh, help it hydrate, especially after I use that laser. Um, and the gel has a shorter ingredient list, which some people might prefer. The balm seems to be a bit more calming and soothing, but it really uh, is not super hydrating on its own. Um, although with other products used with it, it seems to do the trick. So overall for the it factor, I gave the point to the balm, but being fungal acne safe is huge for a lot of people. So that is worth mentioning. Um, so to be honest, these are two products with the same similar name, but in my opinion, totally different uses. And for some people, the gel is going to work great. For some people, the balm will work great and vice versa, not the other way. So um, to be honest, Using these together, I didn't have any problems with it. I kind of thought they actually complement each other well because the balm, you can apply that and then you can apply the gel over it and help it seal it in and work better. So, um, okay. Uh, okay, the gel, including the ties, got five points. Well, the balm, including the uh, ties, got seven points. So it was pretty darn close, but to be honest, I'm not even sure I should be comparing these two because they're just so different. I, get, I just assumed with the name that they'd be very similar, but they're just totally different. So anyway, thought I'd do it because it's an interesting product and I really enjoy it. And they're the balm version, the lip balm is really nice too. And the sunscreen, if you guys want me to reveal it, let me know and I can do that too. So anyway, what I do like about the sunscreen is it has no fragrance in it, but it is a little bit of a white cast. Well, let me just apply it anyway, because I'm here, it's here, why not, right? Yeah, so, I mean, it's got a white cast to it, but no fragrance. So for some people, it'll be a winner. This is more of a, uh, if I'm going to wear foundation the day, then I don't mind a white cast because I just put my foundation over it. So, okay, anyway, those are my thoughts on these two. I'm interested if any of you guys have tried both of them or one of them or what your thoughts are because I know a lot of people really uh, end up having good luck with them. So anyway, leave a comment. Love hearing from you guys and stay tuned for more tomorrow. Thank you so much. Bye, guys.